Check the mic one more time. One more. All right. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome. Uh, happy Monday to you. Um, today is kind of fun because if I did this right, I'm currently streaming to YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Periscope all at the same time. So we're going to just check on this to make sure. And I don't actually know how, <laughs> but I'm going to see if this actually is working. Now, while I'm doing this, I have some fun stuff that I want to do um, today. Um, <clears throat> instead of sort of trying to come up with stuff to talk about every day, um, I want to, there's some specific things that I'm interested in talking about. And so we're just going to go through those uh, specific things. No, that's not what I wanted to do. How am I going to check this? Um, okay, hang on one sec. Uh, I need to check in on Instagram and see how it's doing. Oh, well, I don't know if Instagram is actually working, but we're going to find out. Um, uh, the thing, a couple of things that uh, came to mind is instead of, instead of sort of trying to like come up with stuff to talk about each, each day and sort of do it on the fly, um, there are lots of things that I encounter throughout my, the week, throughout the whenever, and I figured I would just get up and talk about them. Not because I think that it matters what I have to say, but more just because it's fun to talk. <laughs> And this is kind of my, the, the real reason is because this is kind of my way of processing the way, the things that I think about. Because if I don't have, if I don't have somebody to like talk about things with, um, then a lot of times those thoughts, well, I shouldn't say that because I have plenty of people to talk about things with. I just, some of the stuff that I want to talk about is boring for other people. Uh, and so instead of forcing those people specifically um, Sue, I'm talking to you, to listen to the stuff that I have to say, uh, I figured it would be better for me to, 
go broad and then people who want to listen can and people who don't don't have to so it's kind of fun um now the thing that's uh i'm actually going to turn this guy back on cutscene action um let's actually turn that brightness down just a skosh there we go that's not bad at all um, anyway, so what I've done is uh, I have, I have um, invested in, I say invested, I have, uh, I installed the Pocket app, and I never actually used Pocket before, I didn't really get it, I was like, what's the point of like getting things that you're then going to look at later, and then I realized that th this is the reason for Pocket, right, you can go through life and just tag stuff that you see, so that when you have downtime, you're not what was that thing that I was trying? In fact, this happened to me last night. We're going. We're about to go to bed, and I'm. I had seen this, and if any of you that are watching this know what I'm talking about, I DM me or text me or something and tell me what it is. There's a new phone uh, that's coming out that's in like the pre-launch stages that is designed to be like a mesh network. I don't, I don't think that's the right terminology for it, but it's designed to be carrierless and and platformless so the idea is the phones connect to each other and that's how you connect to the internet instead of like everyone individually connecting to some like carrier service um, which is kind of a cool concept but the thing I was most interested with it is the phone itself I'm I'm in kind of a I'm in flux about the my devices right now I just switched from my from Mac back to a PC which I'm thrilled with it's awesome I think one of these times I'm actually gonna have it here so I can I can we can show and talk about it, but um, switching back to PC, and I, I w recently went back from my Pixel to the um, Samsung phone, um, mostly just because if I'm going to do streams like this, I need the battery power, and it's just a it's just a quicker phone. Like I I don't think you realize how important, like I don't think you realize the nuances of using a phone until you use it all the time. Um, and then you see the difference. Like I was, got used to the Pixel and it was fine. And the Pixel is a powerful phone. It's amazing. But from the time they released the Pixel, which was like three or four years ago, until the time they released this phone, which was about six months ago, the strides they've made in mobile computing power and technology is just insane. So like little things that I didn't even realize were annoying about the Pixel when I got on this phone and it, it wasn't doing it. I was like, oh my goodness. Like just millisecond delays on opening apps and changing things around and just everything. So, anywho. So anyway, back to Pocket. The thing with, with Pocket that I'm excited about is um, as I go through um, uh, different things that I'm seeing or talking about or watching on Netflix or whatever I'm doing, um, it gives me an opportunity to like, oh, this is something I want to talk about. This is something I want to di uh, dissect. And, um, and finally, the last little set of bit of like uh, setup for this is I find that I learn and I process things best when I'm speaking. I think that, I don't think that's that uncommon. I think that a lot of people are like that, but I find that for the most part, I, uh, I learn things on the fly while I'm talking. In fact, just yesterday, what was it that we were talking about? Sue was asking about 
something. I don't know what it was. Or actually, we were watching Game of Thrones yesterday. Game of Thrones, by the way, is going to make make a is hugely featured today. Um, no spoilers. I'm just talking about it. Actually, from a business context, which is kind of interesting. But um, I uh, we're talking about Game of Thrones, and she was asking about the the lines, and we basically the last the the end of last season was talking about how Jon Snow is actually, I guess, Daenerys's half sister, half brother, something like that. Uh, which is which makes things awkward considering what had happened in the last episode and what happened again in this one, but um, I I, I realized that had somebody had somebody asked me to sit down and like just write it out from memory, like if someone had taken a picture of my brain, I didn't really understand it at that moment, but talking through it, I was able to like piece it together sort of on the fly, um, and I and that happened a couple of times yesterday actually, and I think it happens a lot where. I think that I come across as sort of a know-it-all, like, and I hate that. And so I sometimes I just, well, I would just say I don't know. But in truth, I can, for the most part, I can, you know, figure out what it is on the fly and explain it. Because I think the process of teaching, the process of explaining is what uh, forces your mind to organize things in such a way so that somebody else will comprehend them. Because it's one thing to just sort of understand it's one thing to just sort of understand something eth- etherically, if that's, a, I don't know if that's a word, uh, without having like a concrete understanding of it. But it's another thing to be able to explain it to somebody else in such a way so that they will understand it. And I, f- I actually found that, that was the, f- the time that I really started to learn that was when I went to start teaching kickboxing in Muay Thai. My understanding, my practical understanding of what it was that I was actually doing shot through the roof. There were a lot of things that I didn't know really I didn't know that I knew how to do them because I didn't know how to explain them. So as I started to teach other people how to do things, I had to like figure out what it was that I was, number one, figure out what it was that I was trying to do so that I could explain it to somebody else. Because it's not just like, well, you just kick. Well, no, there's like a billion different little micro changes you can make in your kick for depending on what you're trying to do. And even since then, the, the beauty of that is that since then, I have... Uh, I have taken a different approach um, to like my own training because now instead of thinking of something as one thing, like think of a, a roundhouse kick to the body. Okay, this is, let me, I'll just try and explain this a little bit. Roundhouse kick to the body is basically you just take your, you're going to take your leg, you're going to, you're trying to take your shin. If, I, if this is the shin bone, you're trying to take your shin and lay it across somebody's body. Okay, but there, there are about, 40 different ways that you can do that depending on what you're trying to do. So you can bring it up and then cut straight across if you're trying to uh, knock the person off balance or if you're just trying to throw a really powerful kick, you'll bring your leg up and whip it across horizontally this way. Um, let me zoom out so you can show us. Whip it across this way so it comes up, the leg comes up this side and then it comes across. Sometimes, depending on what you're trying to do, sometimes you can actually hurt somebody's lead arm by kicking up into this arm, and what it does is it it pops their their. Uh, if you kick them right and you catch them here, it'll it'll move their shoulder out. It's kind of a dangerous kick though because you're kicking somebody's elbow, and when you don't have shin guards on and you kick somebody's right in the elbow, if you kick them in the wrong spot, you're it's it's very very painful. So you kind of kick across and up this way. There's also coming up and kicking down, where if you want to come up and kick down, it, you know into the forearms this way, that, that gets the, the arms very tired and they start to come down this way. Anyway, my point is 
when I was first starting, before I started teaching, I thought that the, I was trying to get the roundhouse kick correct. I was trying to figure out what that was. And it wasn't until afterwards that I realized that there's so many variations to it. It's not just one thing you're trying to figure out. It's a much bigger thing. So anyway, I know I'm, I'm big into like the backstory and going into some of the, some of, oh, some of the history and stuff, but, um, the, uh, that's, that's kind of the point of this. So what I've started doing, what I'm going to try and do is I don't want to take a ton of time every day, but I'm just going to start adding things to, as I go through them, instead of trying to break them down in my head, then I'm going to start adding them to pocket. And then I actually have it. You can't see it, but it's sitting on the TV right behind you. I have it casted up there and I'm just going to look at it and pick a couple of these things and talk about them and sort of break them down live in front of everybody. And, you know, it's a conversation we can start. It's a conversation I'm mostly having with myself, but if there are comments and things, we can have a dialogue going. I think that's a little bit more fun. Um, and there's a the crazy thing is that I see connections between a lot of different worlds because I'm very entrenched in the, in the fight sports and combat community. I'm very entrenched in the business world, the marketing world, music. Uh, I come from a religious background. So there's a lot of connection and so there's a lot of things that I want to talk about. In fact, I'm already realizing that there is no way that I'm going to be able to even talk about the stuff that I've already got on there, which is great because that just means I got stuff I can talk about tomorrow. So what I'm going to do is go back and start at the oldest one and pick it out, talk about it. And then depending on how long that takes, we'll either cut it off there or I'll keep going. Um, but I got there's some some fun stuff here. So this first one, there's a movie that came out on Netflix, uh, not I don't think it was that long ago, but it's also, uh, it's been around, I mean, probably three or four months, I, I believe. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen the show uh, Life in Pieces. It's on CBS, I believe. Uh, it's on Hulu. This, <laughs> this show is hands down the pinnacle, I think, the pinnacle of just brilliant uh, sitcom. It's so well done. The writing is amazing. And the best part is not just that the writing is good, because there have been shows where the writing has been really good, like a lot of the Aaron Sorkin shows, um, uh, you know, like uh, The Newsroom had really witty, sharp writing, like that was kind of the thing. This show, because it doesn't, because it's designed to be sort of funny, and it's not really designed to be serious at all, I think that it fits better. First of all, I think that the the, the medium, the, the feeling of the show, it fits better with that type of writing, but also everybody there are no weak links in the whole show everybody is cast that show is cast so perfectly and they deliver all the dialogue it's so beautiful and every episode there's like a one-line zinger that is that i i'm not kidding you and you can ask sue if you know her if you know whatever i like am rolling on the couch laughing about how good this is and i'm really really excited for the rest of season four i think it is that's coming out right now but it's it's Hilarious. Anyway, one of the actresses in that show is also a director, and she directed a movie called Band-Aid. And I haven't done a ton of research, so I don't actually know who wrote it and who's responsible, like who created it or whatever. But a lot of the people from Life in Pieces are in the show, and I personally think it's because they made it at the same time, and so there was some crossover. Um, but the Band-Aid is, is I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but uh, it's essentially a movie about a couple... Um, that had some stuff go wrong in their marriage and they're having a hard time sort of getting past it. And um, so they fight a lot, and but they're both sort of musicians. They were musicians in high school. And so they decide to sing their feelings. 
right? So they decide instead of fighting, they're gonna they're gonna write songs about their fights. It's a brilliant concept, uh, and my mom always used to joke that when my would fight with my brothers that we had to sing it, sing sing your sing your words, sing your feelings, um, which I think is hilarious. And actually, the 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 concept of the movie is brilliant, uh, and I think that there's. There, like, there's the the lead up. It's 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 a fairly straightforward romantic comedy, sort of like dark romantic comedy uh, uh, structure. Um, there's some amazing. Fred Armisen is hilarious in it. Uh, there, there's it's just it's a great show. But, and I don't know if this is because I watch too much TV, and so I'm so entrenched in cinema and in you know good, I mean I watch a lot of Norwegian and and uh, European shows and they have a different approach to it and so sometimes coming back to the sort of American approach is d- uh, disappointing <laughs> for lack of a better term and I also don't know if the fact that I'm so close to TV uh, makes me pick up on things a lot quicker and sooner but there's a moment in this show in this movie where the movie honestly should have just ended like it leads up to this moment and if up until that point like they were making a very strong argument they were the the you can t- you know it was a well done show well done movie um and they were they were attacking a problem from an interesting angle and doing it in a way that made you think about some of the things and then it shifts and i can't really i don't want to blame I don't really know who to blame because I I get it. I get why they're doing what they're doing. But it shifts from an entertaining story that illustrates a point to the last 15 minutes or so. Uh, It's probably basically the end of the movie is them explaining in very, very in not in very specific terms exactly what they were trying to say through the whole movie. And it seemed like somebody it seemed like basically your mom had sat you down and told you this great story. And then at the very end was like, and now what do we learn from this story? And then went into all of that. And it just felt sort of, it felt sort of, uh, in, in Congress. I don't know if that's the right word. It felt to me, it felt like a slap in the face as though the creators of the show didn't think that we would have gotten what they were trying to say, which is that it's hard. (laughs) Right. Life is hard. Like that's what they're essentially. I mean, there's a lot of nuance to it, but essentially they're trying to say life is hard and it's not it's not great. And men are men and women are different. I think that's the biggest part is that men and women approach things differently. And they they did a great job of saying that up until this moment. But then the characters that we had never met before suddenly show up and like explain the plot of the story. And then at the very end. It's like the, the final I just think personally. And again, I, I I hate to trash on it because it 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 was very entertaining. I really liked the way they did it, but then the end just sort of ruined it for me because it was it was like, let me beat you over the head with this message that you got, I got the message, but just to be sure, I want to make sure that everybody gets this perfectly, and so I'm going to beat everybody over the head with it. It just seemed a little bit, I didn't I, I didn't really enjoy that part of it that much, but um, but a good flick. If you watch basically. Uh, if you watch up until the big fight, and you can kind of assume what happens after that because it's a rom-com, right? Watch them until the very big fight towards the end of the movie. Um, and then from then on, it's like, it kind of takes a turn in a weird direction. Honestly, if you cut that out, 
I think if they went all the way up into that fight, she kicks him out. Sorry for spoilers. Uh, but they fight the whole way through, so you don't not gonna know which one it is. And then just cut back for the last like two minutes. It would have been a lot better. But there anyway. There's this whole sequence where it's just way too, way too obvious, right? Way too like on the nose. Way too. It's not artistic. And I think that's the problem that I have is that is that art is not meant to be a lecture. It's meant to be a suggestion. And I think that if you're gonna create a show, a movie that is designed to illustrate a point like that, I think that it it makes more sense. I think that it makes more sense for, I don't know why my phone keeps buzzing at me. It's not even anything that's important. It makes more sense for it to be something that's, uh, that's a little bit more artistic. Anyway, so that's that's my take on Band-Aid. It's a great, show, great flick. Um, I like the way they did it. I think that there's, there are some really sweet moments in it, really cool, like re- really funny moments. Um, and you know, I think the, the biggest thing about that that's interesting to me is that I hadn't, I never really believed that couples could, and I'm going to, I'm not going to go very deep into this because this is a topic for another time and it's really deep, but I, I've never really had much faith in couples ability to recover from anything like, uh, and it's not, it's not couples, it's people. I don't think people, I, I don't, I have a hard time believing that people are really capable of of really recovering. And I think it's just because our, our memories are too good. Like it's, I, I think that it's hard and maybe I'm biased or I don't know. Maybe I have a, have had bad experiences and so I don't believe in things, but anywho, the thing that I really wanted to talk about today, we're done with talking about bandit. You should go watch it. Like it's worth it. It's worth watching. Um, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about at the end though. The thing that I really wanted to talk about today though is game of Thrones. And I'm not going to talk about the show at all, because uh, that's not the point, and I, it's just a fun show. But I want to tell, as I was watching last night, and actually leading up to it this week, uh, there I saw some stuff on Instagram, uh, not on Instagram, I haven't really even been on Instagram of late, on Twitter, um, and a couple other places of this guy who's making fun of people who have seen Star Wars. He's got like this, this like 30 lo- tweet long thread talking about all the stuff that he has in his life because he's never watched Star Wars and how nobody who's ever watched Star Wars is going to have what he has because they watched it. It's actually hilarious the way he did it. It's also ridiculous um, to think that that one factor is going to make a difference, but that's not his point. He's being facetious, right? And so I, I, I then looked at some of the comments and people who were like, yeah, well, you know, I would rather have rather watch Star Wars than be a multimillionaire. It's like, no, you actually probably wouldn't. But again, that's not his point. His point is just to use that as a medium, like as a vehicle to express, like to just say himself and to get people riled up because who hasn't seen Star Wars, right? There's, there were, we're a majority of people that have seen all the Star Wars movies. Anyway, that got me thinking because as I was watching, I saw a tweet uh, came through. Uh, we're doing one of the slower parts of the, of the episode. I was scrolling through my Twitter feed and then somebody was, he mentioned that, there were two of them. One of them was mentioning something about they were doing something else. He's like, well, everybody else is watching. Uh, what was it? Everybody else is watching Game of Thrones. Something about the finals of American Idol or something. It was something dumb. And they were, they were, being, they were joking. But it got me thinking. Today, I can guarantee, I haven't looked, so I don't know. But I have a prediction that today, because of the fact that Game of Thrones came out yesterday, there is going to be 
just a massive influx of business gurus, productivity gurus. Um, Gary Vee's probably going to say something about it. Um, who are going to just just shit all over everybody who watched the episode and just say, if you watched Game of Thrones yesterday, this is why you're going to fail, blah, 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 blah. Well, what I have to say is that if you didn't watch Game of Thrones yesterday and you didn't watch it for those reasons, because you're like, oh, I got to be so productive and I got to do all these things. My question to you is, what are you doing at nine o'clock? Well, between seven and nine, depending on if you streamed it live or watched the episode as it released. What are you doing on a Sunday night that is so important and so vital to your success of being a multimillionaire, whatever you are, that you couldn't take one hour? Actually, I'm going to say 90 minutes because there's the lead up to it and then there's the discussion afterwards and the episode itself was like an hour and five minutes anyway. So we'll say 90 minutes. You couldn't take 90 minutes out of your crazy productive work life to watch this show, which you know in your heart of hearts is amazing, right? Now, I get it. If you don't like the show, that's fine. And if you don't want to watch it because you have, uh, you know, moral, you don't like the nudity or the language or the violence or any of that kind of stuff, that's fine. I don't, that's not what I'm talking about. If you're trying to take the moral high ground from a business perspective and utilize and use the fact that, oh, I didn't watch it that makes me better than you? It doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. And in fact, it actually makes you worse because you are taking now the time that you could be spending talking about something positive and actually motivating people, and you're demotivating people by, by pointing out flaws that you think that they have, which in and of itself is a flaw and I also understand that by the same logic, me coming at, like me talking trash about them, talking trash about other people is the same thing. But I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay taking a little bit of the more low ground on this particular issue because I think that it's too easy for business guru types to shit on other people, to shit on other uh, ways of life, on other uh, ways of doing things. Because I think, I think way too often business people think that they had more to do with their success than they actually did. Everybody talks about work hard, put your head down, work hard, and you're going to, you'll, you'll be successful. It has to do with so much more than whatever you do. Like I was thinking about it the other day, uh, we were talking about in the lead up to this Game of Thrones episode, we're talking about the networks. We're talking about like, I was thinking, I was telling Sue that I think that that Game of Thrones, the people that made Game of Thrones, should have switched it over to, like, should have canceled their HBO contract after season two and sold it to Netflix so that they could release the seasons all at once. As a consumer, that's what I wanted. And she was like, yeah, but that, then then they, you know, they, what they want is for more monthly subscriptions for longer, which is true. That's why, they, that's, that's why HBO's keeping them, keeping them there, and the HBO loves it. And that's why HBO is having them, and I'm sure there's a lot more to it than this, but at its core, HBO wants Game of Thrones to keep running because that's, you know, six months, however however many episodes there are, they're going to be this season. If they release every week, that's six, eight, you know, well, not, not probably not six months, three or four months worth of subscriptions across everybody that's watching. And they're going to join from a bunch of different places. Um, 
So that's revenue for them, which is why they, I mean, they pay a lot of money for Game of Thrones to be awesome so that they would, people would watch it, so that people would pay the subscriptions, blah, blah, blah. It's all about that money. Well, as a consumer, I'm sure, I don't think anybody would argue that we would much rather binge watch season eight. Uh, we would much rather have just been finishing season eight right now uh, than know that that's going to be three months before we actually know the ending. Um, but, uh, but, but because of that, uh, because of that, you know, the, the, that idea of, you know, of keeping things that way, it's, it's just because the only reason why that's the case is because HBO has built their entire infrastructure around the subscription model, like the long-term subscription model. And they're trying to, uh, maneuver their way into the modern digital subscription model because before it was just pay you pay so that you can watch the shows when they come on on hbo it's not like this on-demand stuff anyway that got me thinking like the people that own hbo i made the joke to sue that it's probably one family that owns all of the networks <laughs> i think it actually is one one com- one parent company that owns most of the major tv networks but it'd be hilarious if that family ended up like buying Netflix and buying Hulu and all this stuff. So they basically own all of the media. But it got me thinking: if if one if one family let's 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 just play this out for a second, and then this is going to be it for the day. I have a bunch of other stuff I want to talk about, but we'll get into that tomorrow and 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 further on down the, the line. If one family owns the owns, let's say NBC and CBS, right? How did they end up? owning both of those did they just earn a bunch of money doing something else and they just happened to to end up wanting to buy a television and i don't know all the history but think about it this way most likely they when the when the television companies started at the very beginning uh it would it would seem it would make make logical sense that uh the people that were involved in the entertainment industry in some other aspect were would be first in line to start something like that or at least maybe not to start it, but at least to take it over in its early in its early stages. So you got people that maybe are in the theater world. Um, am I getting bright again? Oh no, I'm good. They're doing theater productions, uh, stage productions, and then somebody f- figures out television, and so they kind of make this shift. But like they were already in, they were already there. And then you think, okay, let's take it back even further. What about when? How did they get into the theater business? Well, when th- when that whole thing started, there was probably somebody who already had. Uh, a, sp- a space to put to build the theaters, money to build the theaters, and so in reality, the point that I'm making here is that in reality, you are the tail end of a long line of circumstances that have led you to where you are. And although, and I'm not saying that it's not possible for someone to drastically change their circumstances, what I'm talking about is uh, when when if if you find yourself in the situation where you are trashing on people for the way that they live their lives, most likely you ended up where you are because you didn't have to work to get there. You didn't really, like, it's not that you didn't, actually, that's not the right way to put it. I apologize. It's, it's, it's not that you didn't, I mean, that's probably the case for some of them, but I think most likely, like, I, I'm a good example. I'm not wildly vastly successful by any stretch of the imagination but I do all right but I am realizing more and more that that what I have done in life has only solidified my place it didn't create it like I got started in business and marketing because I 
happened to be the younger brother who happened to be at working age or so, who also happened to be easily convinced to take a minimum wage job, not that I'm complaining about that, but easily convinced to take an essentially minimum wage job doing some digital work because I was interested in it at the right time. So because I, I, the only reason I am where I am now is because my older brothers happened to start Infusionsoft when they did. I didn't do that. And the only reason why I have stayed in that place, in that community for so long and continued to solidify my position is because there's always been an opportunity. I have, I have never, I have never had to pursue and then interview for a job. Ever. Only one time. It was when I was in college. Um, but I just told the guy that I would I would be Infusionsoft. So I would just do what Infusionsoft does and I got the job. So that didn't that doesn't really count because I didn't I could just I could just say what Infusionsoft does and that made me sound like a marketing expert. <laughs> but since then, and I'm I'm not kidding at all, I was offered the original job at Infusionsoft. I was offered the job when I came back. I kind of Scott Morrison will tell you that I did have to interview and that they kind of did that there, there was some hoops to jump through, but I, no matter how you slice it and dice it, I had a leg up, I had an advantage and there were, there were almost no scenarios where I wasn't going to get that job back. And that's not really that big. Of, I mean, that was, a, it was an informative, a good part of my career, but it wasn't the most important part. I, when, when we started six division, Brad called me and said, I want you to be part of six division. When, when Frank Kern hired me, well, and when I moved over to plus this, uh, well, that was kind of something we built together. When Frank Kern ha- called me and said, I want you to do my stuff, right? Every job that I've had, somebody has reached out to me. And I don't, I'm not saying that to, to be like prideful or whatever. I, even like clients that I have now, they, they find me. I've had, I think I have one client right now that I had to sort of pursue because like I, I, I was on Upwork and I found him that way. But everybody else comes to me saying either I was referred to you and you're good or Anyway, the point I'm making there is, had it not been for all those external factors that had nothing to do with me, I would not be in the position that I am right now. And so for me to say, oh, well, I can just work hard, like, I, let, me, let me just shit on all of that, on everything that everybody else did, and just say, oh, if I just work hard, I'm going to get whatever I want. And, and then take that even further and say, working hard equals working all the times. And take that even further and say, working hard equals not watching Game of Thrones season eight, episode one, when it comes out on the day, just because you want to use that as an excuse to stand out from the crowd by saying you shouldn't watch it. So what I say is, if you're going to be the guy or the girl who's going to stand up in a business sense and say, anybody who watched Game of Thrones on its opening night is destined to fail, and here are the seven reasons why, you're a dick. That's it. Let people do what they're going to do. And for crying out loud, watch the show. What, what, what are you, who are you kidding? Anyway, I got a little fired up about that last night because I, and in fact, I tweeted about it. I could guarantee that there were going to be a whole bunch of people coming out of the woodwork that were going to start talking about that. So don't, don't be one of those people is kind of what I'm saying. Anywho, um, thanks y'all for, uh, for hanging out with me this morning. Uh, I tried to do this a little bit later so that people could join. I'm going to go check on the, the feeds and see <laughs> see how it actually worked because I don't even know if it worked or what, this, what the story is with any of these places. So I'm going to go check on that and see uh, what the outcome is. Check back in with me tomorrow. Uh, we're going to talk about, I might, might not actually do it tomorrow. I might not be till Wednesday, but we're going to talk about 
some other fun stuff, uh, including, <laughs> including, this is one of the big ones. We're gonna talk about the OA and actually I'm writing a book. That's gonna be fun. Uh, and then also I realized I, I, a story was sent to me this morning. Sue sent me a story cause she's afraid for my life. She's concerned for me. Apparently popping your neck could have pretty devastating circumstances, consequence circumstances, pretty devastating consequences. So we're going to talk about that Wednesday or Thursday. So tune back in. We will see you later. Peace.